Are you ready to increase your level of happiness tremendously? I'm so glad because we are coming up on the holiday of Sukkot. I am Yitzwine, the rabbi of Young Israel, Asia of Las Vegas. Thanks for joining the, the Life is Great community. And we are very, very excited because this is termed, this holiday is termed in the Torah as Zman Simchasenu. It is a time of rejoicing. As a matter of fact, the Torah tells us many times our obligation to be as happy as possible, or at least be in as happy as mood as we possibly can put ourselves in. And this is the only holiday that is really laid into as Zman Simchosenu. It's a time for rejoicing. So you've heard, uh, you know, being in Las Vegas, and um, there are those people who uh, they, they're out in the Las Vegas Strip and they go to the shows. So if you were talking about a performer who had a triple threat, Dana, do you know what the triple threat is, by the way? Do you know what the triple threat is? TV show? Yes. What is the triple threat? Singing, dancing, exactly. Singing, dancing, and acting. If you live in Las Vegas, you need to know that. Well, in Las Vegas, we have a triple threat of our own. When it comes to Jewish holidays, the triple thought threat is Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Rosh Hashanah, we think about God as our king. It's about fear. It's about God is judging us. Are we really making the most of our lives? The second part of the triple threat is Yom Kippur. That's when we focus on the fact that God is our father who loves us more than we could love our own children. The third part of the tr Jewish triple threat is the holiday of Sukkot, a time of rejoicing. But this is really when we learn to appreciate the relationship that we have with God, it's, which is an amazing idea if you think about it. If you can appreciate the fact that he's our king and that he's our father, then you will be a very, very happy person. As a matter of fact, one of the biggest problems with all relationships is that we don't appreciate them. You get into a, people get married. After a couple of years, you get so wrapped up in the kids or work, mortgage, whatnot, simply they lose appreciation for each other. And then, you know, then they're in trouble. Parents rarely appreciate their children and everything their children brings to bring to the table. And, you know, especially like young fathers of young children of, uh, that are always seem to be completely overwhelmed. You know, and they'd spend their time leaving the house as often as they can. Oh, good, this is what kept me up all night. Or even the mothers. I mean, how often have you seen a mom yell and scream at their children or just say, oh, roll their eyes. Oh, I need a vacation. Oh, you want to take my kids? Please do. You davened, you prayed for this blessing and the most important blessing ever. People pray for it. They spend a lot of money on it. But are they enjoying the moment with the kids? So the answer is sometimes yes and sometimes no. But very often we don't appreciate it. So not appreciating your spouse, not appreciating your children. Do people appreciate the rabbi? Eh, sometimes yes. Not always. Okay. <laughs> but that point is like this, that, you know, you, so in every relationship, the, the joy is in the appreciation in the relationship. So the essence of Sukkot is feel appreciation for your relationship with God. That is really it. There's a new song out. I just heard it today. I only speak to God when I need a favor, and I only pray when I don't have a prayer. How great is that? Are you that great lyrics? I don't know the band that sings it.
But you think about that one for a second. It's so true. It's so true. There's a, that is going to be a very, very big song because it's going to resonate with people. But what we are doing, one of the biggest challenges in life is to appreciate our, the relationships we're in. And, um, you know, I'll share with you a story, by the way. So recently I was, um, I was at the Shloshim of a man. He was a, 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 of a woman. He, lost, he was the widower. He lost his wife. His wife is probably close to 90. He was over 90. They must have been married for uh, 60 plus years. And he said in the most sincere way possible, he said, Shloshim is 30 days after someone passed away. We get together and we have like a little dinner and we speak about the deceased. And so the widower gets up and he says, actually, he didn't get up. He's in a wheelchair, but he gets up. He's in his 90s and he says, you know, I lived a long life. I lived a good life. Don't have many regrets. But the one thing I really regret is that I was not a better husband to my wife. Amazing. That put a tear into all the women's eyes. And all the men were thinking, oh, man, you're making me look bad. Okay, but the thing is that, <laughs> right? But the, the key is that, that the guy was so sincere, so, so sincere. I wish, you know, if only was, what was remarkable about that is in that kind of event, when you're talking about the deceased and you're mourning over the deceased, what's really going on is you're, is you're speaking about the deceased. Here he was speaking about how he treated the deceased. And that he realized that the way he treated his spouse really greatly affected his spouse's life. And so really what Sukkot is, is how do I appreciate God? Now you have mitzvahs there. You do have two mitzvahs that are at play. And again, the point of the mitzvahs are, they, these are actions. These are actions that we must do that we are, God is commanding us to do in order to invoke certain feelings and certain thoughts. And remember, feelings and thoughts are like clouds. They come and they go very quickly, you know, and, and depending on who you are. I mean, they, they, you, you can be up really quickly and down really quickly. And, and, and you're not sick, by the way. You're not like, you don't need medication for this. It's, it's the natural condition of humanity, you know, to be, uh, to be up and down in your emotions, your thoughts. It takes a discipline, a learned discipline in order to be a little more stable. But, but the idea is that, that we have to first, we, we have these commandments, and that it focuses on ideas. And by doing the commandments, we stay focused on the ideas and the ideas give us emotions. So the one commandment of Sukkot is you have a, a, a sukkah, which is like a, it's a booth, it's a hut and it has like, you know, like leaves or vegetation, palm fronds as the roof. So in a good wind, the thing could fall apart. And, and it has to be a temporary dwelling. And it's, it's there for the seven days of Sukkot and we, eat and sleep and learn Torah in it. And, you know, they say live in it, but, you know, you spend time in it. And, um, you know, it's reminiscent. The Talmud says there's two reasons, two ideas behind it. One is it's to remind us of the booths that the Jewish people lived in in the 40 years that we left. Uh, we were in the desert from when we left Egypt till we got the land of Israel. And the other thing is, is to realize, to remember about the clouds of glory that protected the Jewish people for those 40 years when we were in the desert. So you sit in your sukkah and you say, my, my world is very temporary. I'm, I'm in this temporary dwelling. Uh, the weather turned bad quickly. I can be in real trouble here. It could be blown down. And, um, and therefore I learned to trust God, my, my king and my father, my father, my king, uh, who, who are taking care of me. And that trust in God can induce a person to great joyfulness. All right. And to remember God took care of me in the past. And so he'll, with confidence, he'll take care of me in the future. 
The other mitzvah of sukkah, of sukkah, Sukkot, is the mitzvah of the, it's called the Arba Minim, the four species. So these are four different kinds of vegetables. You have uh, an esrog, which is like a, a lemon, but it's different, different, but it's it's in that family. You have a palm branch that not, has not been opened up. You have willows, and then you have uh, myrtle leaves. You put them all together. You shake them in, you know, all different directions. And um, you you remember you're connecting with the fact that this is a, it's a chagasif. This is a, in a it's a time a gathering of, of appreciation of what we have, what God has given us. And that's one of the one of the term, terms that the Torah uses for the holiday of Sukkot is Chag Asif, a time of gathering. And the idea is in an, a, back in the ancient times when the Jewish people was primary, primarily an agricultural society. So we would use these, veg, these, these, these plants and recognize our, our enormous blessings that God has given us you know, and that, that's really the essence also of, of joyfulness, that we appreciate how much goodness God has given us. So then we're also living in a very, very, very exalted state. So this obligation to be happy that the Torah tells us, it says, you should rejoice in your holiday. So this refers to the obligation uh, on the most basic level, the, the obligation that in the temple times, if you go back in ancient times, go back a little more than 2,000 years ago, we had a temple in Jerusalem and we brought uh, animal sacrifices. There was always an extra animal sacrifice that you would bring on the holiday. And it would also refer to the idea that how do you become happy? So it says everyone eats meats and women and, and drinks wine and uh, women wear, you know, the colorful clothes. And there's actually an obligation that if you have a wife, you should get her a present, you know, to make her happy on, you know, on this holiday. Right. And then the idea is that you should have this sukkah that we, we spoke about, this booth. You should make it pretty. OK. And the other idea is, is that you should rejoice in all the good that God has given you. And, and this, again, is a special thing. We have to be commanded to do this because our nature tells us not to do this. We read King Solomon writes that a person who has 100, you know, dollars wants 200. A person has 200 wants 500. A person has 500, they want 1,000. Whatever we have, we want more of. So that people, um, people are very often, our nature is to want more than we have. And we're distracted from the good that we appreciating the good that we have. So now we take the entire week and we really focus on appreciating the good that we have and that we are the recipients of God's divine blessing. Now, remembering this, that that happiness is an obligation to ourselves in the respect that, you know, we'll, it breeds enthusiasm and gives us better health and it helps cope with adversity when we're happy, when we're in a good mood. It is a obligation to others uh, first of all, being happy is a contagious thing. If you're in a good mood, other people need a good mood. And by the way, if you're in a lousy mood, then other people will also be in a lousy mood. And um, and all you need to do is go to somebody who's grown up in an unhappy home, you know, whose mother was always yelling at them uh, or father was always angry. And they will realize, yeah, it's an obligation to everyone to be happy. And the last one is that uh, it's an obligation here It's uh, to God. God lays out that, you know, I created you and and if you're not happy, then that means you're just not appreciating the life I've given you. And sure enough, that's what we say. We say that the the, the Baal Shem Tov was very fond about saying this, that God gives everyone a mission in life, a purpose in life. And when we're not happy, that means that we don't appreciate the gift of life that God has given us. So it is very, very, very important to, to uh, elevate our mood as much as possible. And if we take this week and 
we elevate, you know, you know, we, we have to elevate ourselves as much as possible. Then you'll find out that after the week comes by, you know, it, it'll be a little more natural to elevate your mood and elevate everyone, everyone else's so, uh, mood. So it's interesting. So I was, I was speaking to the NCSY group, the Jewish youth group in the city uh, last night. And uh, I'd mentioned this idea. And, and one of the, you know, 15 year olds said, well, does that mean, uh, you know, should you fake it? And I'm like, yeah, fake it, fake it, fake it till you make it. You shouldn't have to fake your appreciation that God loves you. Or you shouldn't have to fake the fact that you're, you have a wonderful family, you're Jewish, you have a mind, you have health, you have the appreciation of these things. You shouldn't have to fake it, your appreciation. If you have to fake it, so then yeah, fake it until you make it. But really, we have so many blessings. The other day, I went to Canada to visit my father. My father's in an old age home. And and uh, and uh, when we were walking out of it, uh, you know, it's like there was a, a guy holding onto a walker and then desperately trying to put one foot in front of the other in order to push the walker towards to get out the door. And he's shaking as he's doing that. And I said to the, the person there, I said, what is his condition? And they said, well, he has Parkinson's to Parkinson's. So he didn't seem like a very old man. He's in May late sixties, but that guy's got problems. Most of the problems that people think about, think they have are things that are very temporary and there's a way out of it. But you know what? At the end of your life, when you can barely walk, no, that's problems. You know, that that's difficult. So that's difficult. And I think if you, th if you look at the people's, there are people with real problems and there's the, and there's people who, who make, their life more difficult by creating problems for themselves. And we don't want to do that. We want to be focused on appreciating what we have, appreciating the fact that God has been protecting us and, 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 and take it very, very seriously to induce other people's mood by smiling, being happier and, and thinking about uh, the trust, trust, in, the, the trust in Hashem. One last, uh, one last little story here. The, the Medrash says a great story that should help all of us. He says that um, one time there was a very wise king and he, he uh, was sending his son away and he wanted a, some kind of magical thing that he could give his son so his son would always be happy. And there was one very smart man who crafted a ring, a jeweler, and he gave it to the, gave it to the, the king and said, uh, here, give your son this ring and he'll, he'll always be happy. And on it was written, uh, Gamze Yavor, this too will pass. And he explained to the, the, the king, he said, listen, if a person is going through a, a difficult time, he looks at the ring and he'll say, this too will pass. It's a difficult, it's difficult, but it, it's temporary. And if he looks and if he's having a good time, this too will pass. Like, enjoy the time now. Don't get, don't get distracted. Enjoy your life because it's temporary. So when we think about that, it's a lot easier to be in a good mood. And that's the essence of the holiday of Sukkot. So with that, our very favorite Dana, our producer, tell us Dana. Uh, questions that have been sent in. Thanks, Rabbi Wine. It's excellent. Hi, everyone. Okay, so we have two really good questions today, and we'll start with the first one. My sister had the best sukkah last year. We went over and had an amazing time, and I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was that made it so special. I finally realized that she wasn't stressed at all. She must have had a hundred people in her sukkah over the whole holiday. I stress constantly. How can I achieve that joy? that she had and break my habit of stressing over everything. Beautiful. It's tr stress is a direct re result of not trusting in God. It really is. When a person focuses that I am in the presence of this, of the all powerful being 
that can do anything that created me creates every situation in my life and I'm intimately involved with him, you don't get stressed out. Earlier today, I was trying to help a, a family, you know, with something and we did not get the result, the outcome we wanted. We wanted a particular outcome to a situation. It did not happen. And I said, okay, we didn't get the outcome. How do you feel? I said to the mother, she said, evidently God didn't want us to get that. No stress, no stress. If, if I am in control, then I got a problem. Now it didn't mean we didn't try it. No, no, we tried, worked hours five days ago, hours on the problem yesterday, another hour today. We really did work. We exhausted all possibilities to deal with it. It didn't happen. There was another situation yesterday. Also again, but to work on myself, but six other rabbis around the country worked on a particular situation for hours. It seemed impossible. A lot of people told us it's not going to happen. We got the outcome. That was a result of our effort, but it was because God wanted us to put forth that effort. But I can really tell you, we're not stressed because either, either Hashem is going to make it happen. It's not going to happen. So tell that person, person, get rid of the stress. Tell your friend, get rid of the stress by putting the Almighty in front of you and knowing that God determines the outcome, our job is to put forth the effort towards it in a joyful way. Okay. Beautiful. All right, and the second one. My grown son and I have been talking about him becoming more observant in recent years. When he was growing up, we never built a sukkah for Sukkot. He is so happy and wants to include my husband and me. I feel a little uncomfortable because I didn't do this for him when he was young. We're going to go. But what should I focus on to prepare to be in his sukkah with him? I really want to make the most of it. Being in a super great mood. That's what it is. You're going to a sukkah tonight. Put yourself in a great mood. Say so you're not going to talk about anything that's distressing, anything that's uncomfortable, and you're just going to be really, really happy and very complimentary of everyone around. Tell your son how much you, how happy you are that he has a sukkah, how it makes you so proud of him, that he's living in a, a way of a good Jew. Make him feel that you feel that he's proud and you will have the most amazing evening because you'll see how happy he is. Okay. All right. Thank you for joining the Life is Great community. Please take this episode, share it around through Sukkot and uh, the holiday of Sukkot and you'll make everyone happy and you'll be even happier too. Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. Share this with your friends and they will love you for it. If you have questions or comments, please email me at rabbiyitzwine at gmail.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-Y-I-T-Z-W-Y-N-E at gmail. For more content, check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Thank you to Dana Rutherford for producing today's episode. And remember... If you decide to make it a great day, then your life will be great. Thank you for listening and being part of the Life is Great community. To keep these podcasts and other awesome programs available for free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation at yiaishlv.org backslash contribute.